0: Hello listeners, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Amar Lababidi. If you hadn't had a chance yet, do go back to episode two and have a listen to our conversation. In this mini episode of My Reflections, I wanted to share some of my personal takeaways from the episode and what I found resonated with me. Firstly, Amar's mention of how the inner critic works by highlighting the minor shortcomings at the expense of our major accomplishments was really useful to hear in the months before launching this podcast, and while I was producing it, I went through a roller coaster of emotions ranging from solid conviction and excitement to self doubt and epic frustration. And I can totally relate to what Amari said about that inner critic voice zeroing in on the small flaws and magnifying them at the expense of everything else. Now, Amari gave some really useful tips and practices that he uses to help sort of manage that inner critic. One that I want to share is something that someone recently told me about. It's a tip that I found quite helpful and comforting and that is to write a list of what you have achieved in a day from the teeny tiny to the really big instead of or at least in addition to the classic to-do list that we all carry around with us. Now I'm a big lover of lists and of ticking things off of them They really help manage my overactive mind and my anxiety over my perceived lack of productivity. And they give me a sense of achievement too when I tick things off, but they can also increase my anxiety and sense of disappointment if I haven't ticked enough off or if this list keeps growing, which inevitably it does. So by turning things around and having a list of what you've done in a day is a kind of good antidote to feelings of inadequacy or maybe imposter syndrome that we sometimes struggle with. I know it's not unique to specific backgrounds by any means, but I have often found that those who come from immigrant backgrounds have a strong sense of obligation to quote unquote, do really well in life. Often because their parents did and often in the face of many obstacles or because of the sacrifices that their parents made kind of as a form of compensation for those things that their parents had to give up. And we can become a bit pathologically weighed down by this duty to be or do something great or super successful, which in and of itself can deny us of the basic human experience of just being our regular authentic selves. Secondly, Amr shared his experience with the Mankind Project, which was really enlightening and ultimately highlighted the strength and power that sharing and connecting with others has, however and with whomever we choose to do it. But particularly among men who typically don't often find that sort of open vulnerability with one another. And I also really appreciated Amr's honesty about the cultural expectations he faces around marriage as an Arab man, because women are very often at the receiving end of that pressure and inherent judgment that comes with it. And I'm fairly certain that I don't just speak for myself when I say that we have grown weary of it. So hearing another gender face the same toxic problem is a little bit comforting and sheds light on how it is not just an issue that women face. Finally, I want to touch on what Amr said about the elements of his culture that he finds helpful in balancing his mental health, namely certain religious practices which are especially noteworthy to hear now during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Because I myself decided to observe it this year and to fast, and I've also incorporated praying, which is something that I don't normally do. In terms of where I stand with my own religiosity, I would call myself more of a cultural Muslim than a strictly practicing one. While I would say that I am someone who has faith, I am generally critical of prescribed religion for several reasons like the fact that I often see religion interpreted without enough regard to their socio-historical context, that religion is often co-opted by patriarchal interests, and because of the often questionable institutional infrastructures that monopolize them. But these are topics of discussion that are beyond the scope of this podcast episode. Nevertheless, I do find a lot of benefit in many of the practices that exist across all religions, such as giving to charity, fasting, and even prayer, because of the values that they represent and because of the good practices that they build within us. I've also found that they have helped me in my emotional and mental state of being in different ways. While fasting, for example, I found myself to be in a much calmer and consistent state of mind. Without food and drink to stimulate me, I'm forced to be more purposeful in my actions and in how I expend my obviously limited energy. I've reflected on those who are less fortunate and who may not always have ready access to food and water and that has brought a sense of gratitude and appreciation for what I do have and has also made me realize how much more control I have over my body and my impulses, which is very empowering. I was mentioning to my friend these beneficial sort of states of being that I have experienced while fasting, and she remarked that perhaps by fasting, I'd also been starving my anxiety of the energy to exist, which I found to be a really cool way of putting it. It so happened that just before I began fasting, I had turned to prayer as a mode of easing my anxiety, something I've mentioned that I struggle with at times. During those times, um, I can get physically overwhelmed with this sensation that something is wrong. It tends to congregate around my heart area. A feeling like a weighty shadow is pressing down on the top half of my chest and I get this suffocated sense of foreboding. The worst thing is that I don't always know where it comes from or what it relates to. It just arrives and feels like I'm being trailed by an unfriendly ghost that is determined to ruin my peace. Now, exercise has always helped ease that feeling. And sometimes I also self-soothe with affirmations like, everything is okay, Layla," and you're safe, Layla." Sometimes I spend time replaying every conversation I've had or things I've read or thought that has entered my mind in a particular day until I find the root cause of this anxious feeling, and then that can help dissipate it. But, you know, one day I just thought, you know what, how about I ask a higher power to help me? So I did. I stood up, I said a prayer, and then I just asked God, the universe, Mother Nature, higher energy to cleanse me of the invisible wriggling worms in my chest, of that feeling that something was wrong, and to safely take it somewhere away from me. I asked for love, for care, and for protection, and then I said my thanks, and I got up. And now, look, I don't know if it is placebo, mental gymnastics, or spiritual wackery, but it helped and it has continued to help me. I've done something sort of similar before that isn't what people would call conventional prayer. I learned it in a spiritual philosophy I practiced a few years ago called Theta Healing, which works at reprogramming limiting beliefs through a combination of deep meditation, a kind of neuro-linguistic reprogramming, and the use of energy healing. In Theta Healing, you tap into what is called the creator of all that is also known as universal energy, God, or whatever you want to call it. And it's where you do inner work to improve your mind, body, and spirit. I think my form of prayer combines multiple practices. There are the verses themselves, which I find are akin to chanting. And then there's the movement, which is, like Omar mentioned in the podcast, quite similar to yoga. Then there is the dua, which is where I'm asking for what I need or want in a way that is similar to the Theta healing practice I've tried and which ultimately allows me to tap into and lean on something larger, bigger than myself when I find that negotiating with my unhelpful thoughts is too hard to do. And then finally, there's a silent moment with myself, a meditation of sorts, a graceful period in which I can arrive in the present moment and truly, really feel that I am, in fact, very much okay. Thank you for listening.